Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Wednesdays, is my good friend Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. Al, we've got uh, we got some news trickling in. We're getting closer to training camp. And with that comes some news trickle. Let's uh let's start with our first news item. It's John Wall, and th- everything about this feels like like an SNL bit to me. Like I'm trying to like figure it out, like logically. It it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, the obvious part of it would be that they're headed towards a buyout, and yet none of the articles you know, coming from these sources are talking about a buyout. Mm-hmm. They're talking about trying to find him a new home or whatever. Yeah. Going to move on from him. And it's very strange because there's only one team that could really do it. And there's no real reason for Houston to give that team what they would need to do to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I know Thunder fans love to talk about, oh, Houston should just unprotect their picks. And that'd be great. And we would love that. <laughs> but why would Houston ever do that? For John, well, yeah. just to get him off the team? Who cares? Just just buy him out. I mean, what are they doing over these next two years? Yeah, I I would agree. I just don't know. I just don't see it. I mean, I, you look across the league, his contract is clearly the worst. It's the worst one. If you try to find one that's worse, and if maybe maybe you're successful, let me know. Let me know what you find. But I can't imagine... Even what the circumstances would be for a team to take it. And, I mean, I guess we can jump to this Mitch Lawrence tweet. Mitch underscore Lawrence tweeted this. The Rockets have been fielding offers. Fielding! For, for John Wall. Their in, phone's ringing off the hook. Including from the Clippers, Heat, and Pistons. Which is a really confusing list. Per sources, after taking a major PR hit. For the James Harden trade. The Rockets aren't rushing into a deal. Oh my gosh. I just can barely finish this. I can just barely finish this. One Houston exec, we have to win this trade. <laughs> like that? That's so bizarre because even, like, I get that he has a big contract, but, like, ultimately, this this trade really means nothing for the future of the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, one of those trades that you make just to, you know, open up a roster spot essentially yeah and the idea that houston would be like we have to win this john wall trade bro and if you're gonna make up because this is clearly made up and the reason i know it's made up is because the heat were included and there is no possible way that that is true (laughs) after they do everything they do to get kyle lowry they would literally have to trade one of kyle lowry bam or jimmy butler just to make the money work right that's like, the, that's the thing is that making a, the money work for a trade 
is impossible unless you unless it's the thunder. Yeah, unless it's the thunder. Yeah, throwing the Clippers in there, like come on, like like the Pistons is the only one that's like semi believable, and even that one doesn't make any sense. But at least there, you could be like, okay, maybe they could, you know, have find the space, and they've brought in veterans in the past. That seems weird, but okay, maybe. But Clippers and Heat is just such a dead giveaway. Yeah, it's just it's just throwing out teams. There's just no like. There's just no way. Maybe like maybe Kawhi Leonard actually doesn't have legs anymore and they're like hey perhaps we could trade you Kawhi Leonard like that's the only way right where they're like yeah Kawhi Leonard is out his kneecap is gone we've lost it okay I'll be honest I'll be honest Andrew this has really made me question Mitch Lawrence's credibility this whole saga (laughs) this I don't I don't don't know if I can rely on him for NBA (laughs) news and information anymore but what if he what Okay, let's say what he's saying is true. <laughs> How could it be? Then, per sources, he's on like tradembda.com, just then, looking at recent trade ideas. Then I would be a little bit more worried about the, the Rockets front office. That's all. Yeah, I, 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 think, um, I think Mitch was making this up. Very weird thing to make. I mean, okay, he probably wasn't making it up. Somebody probably said something close to this to him because why would you just randomly decide to jump in it's not even like a big story well and like what exactly is a houston exec i don't know you know what i mean for tita's son i mean it could be it could be anybody right could be anybody so i don't (sighs) know i don't know i i believe that someone within the houston organization said that to him i believe that but if they actually pull off this trade, because I mean, look at the Thunder couldn't pull off a Kemba Walker trade. Yeah, exactly. That would have been like a possible trade partner, just in terms of matching contracts with the the Kemba contract. Yeah, it it seemed very possible, and they couldn't do that. So how in the world are they going to trade the biggest contract? Now, big picture. I do think this is ultimately a good story for Houston, just the fact that he's not going to be playing. I mean, that's what they should be doing. Without a doubt. Frankly, it's what they should have done last year, although I, I kind of get the idea, like, well, let's see what he's got, and maybe we can build up his value or something. Mm-hmm. But I think it was pretty clear, the fact that he missed, like, a decent chunk of the season. He was fine when he was in, but it wasn't like somebody all of a sudden was like, oh, I want to take on that $91 million contract. Right. So I think it's good for them, ultimately, to just start with that backcourt, KPJ and Jalen Green. That's what they should be doing. They're probably going to be terrible. They're going to, they own their pick. They're definitely so like, going to be terrible. Yeah. It's it's they're set up well. They are they really are. Yeah. They <laughs> and I swear if they get a higher pick than OKC again and they come into next season just stacked, I will be <laughs> It's very so possible. Furious. It's very possible. It's very possible. We also they're going just... to fall like ass backwards into like the old Thunder core. No, they don't have anybody even close to one of the three old Thunder guys. I don't know. Jalen Green, he's something. He's something. But I, if he becomes, I mean, you're talking about him becoming a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like that's like that's that's tough. That's tough. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. They love, they love putting people in the Basketball Hall of Fame. They do. They do. 
You think SGA has already got the resume for a basketball Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, for yeah, for the basketball Hall of Fame, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, when people have Hall of Fame conversations, it's like just say yes because they're gonna get whoever it is you're talking about into it. Yeah, <laughs> they put everyone in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, Aaron Gordon signed an extension with the Nuggets. He uh, did. What a nice the, little payday. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on on that deal for for Aaron Gordon? I mean, it's one of those trades where, however you felt about the trade initially should be how you feel about the new contract signing. Yeah. Because if you liked it back then, they had to keep him. Because yeah. they, they traded away RJ Hampton. You know, they took on that money. And if they got rid of him, it's not like they would be able to fill that spot in with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, they've already got huge contracts to Jokic and Jamal Murray. They're apparently in talks with Michael Porter Jr., signing him to an extension. Once you lock down those three, you're not adding anyone else. So it has to be someone on the roster, in which case, in this case, it is Aaron Gordon. Mm -hmm. And so I think you just have to pay him. And I think he's, what is he, making like 22 or 24 million a year? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Like, like you just have have to do it. And for them, sometimes you say like you have to do it and there's really no evidence that it's going to work. You're just kind of hoping. At least in this case, you saw what that looked like. For that brief period of time when mm-hmm. he first came over, Jamal Murray was still healthy. Like that team, like people were talking about them. Zach Lowe was talking about them as like I would pick them as like a championship favorite if this team mm-hmm. is healthy going to the playoffs. Yep. So I, I think it's exactly what they needed to do. They've basically set their lineup in stone for the next few years. Yeah. And and maybe you don't love that lineup, but I, I'm much higher on that lineup than some other people might be. Yeah. And they're yeah. still all very young. I think they're all like 25, 25, yeah. 26. I mean, it's there. it's similar to when the Thunder had like that Ennis Cantor, like Reggie Jackson slot, right? Where it was like, oh my gosh, why are you paying that guy so much money? It's like, well, how else are we supposed to? Like, we have to fill that slot. And people are like, well, you just got to let Ennis Cantor go. You can't. You can't just let him go because you can't replace him. Like, you right. have to keep that slot there because, like you said, they're about to get really, really expensive. And if they're willing to sign that deal, like that's great news for Denver Nuggets fans. Especially, yeah, because that's that's Cronky, right? That's Stan Cronky. Yeah. Who uh following the Premier League now, everyone hates. He's <laughs> he's he's the chairman of Arsenal. Oh no. And everyone hates him. Cause well uh, probably because he's he has a history of being really cheap. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And that was that was the case with Denver. So the fact that he's like anteing up for this team. That's that's a very good sign. Yeah, because it's a good team. It's very so good. now like they're locked in. I mean, for the next couple of years, like I, I'm going to consider them to be a contender when healthy. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. There's actually this. We probably only have time for news today. <laughs> One because I don't have a lot of time on my hands, but there's just kind of a lot. Uh, I think one of the things that's really interesting is this out of bounds rule change. So I haven't even heard of this. You haven't. Oh, so Sham Sharania tweeted yesterday that the NBA Board of Governors will vote this month to approve the coach's challenge being the lone method to review out-of-bounds calls with a, under two minutes left in the game. So meaning that out-of-bounds plays will no longer be automatically triggered for officials. So, <laughs> so we won't see like a cavalcade of players doing this every <laughs> single time the ball goes out. Exactly. For our listeners at home, I was waving my, my finger yeah, in the air. his finger in the air. Yeah. I think it's so great because it made games take so 
long at the end. Of, and so I think it's it's great that you're moving toward just better, like that's just better basketball to me. Like having to review every single call, but it, like the other side of it is like sometimes they'll be wrong and you'll have to live with that. So, but they will have the coaches challenge available to to be able to call that. So, yeah, whatever. That's fine. It's yeah, I, I, this playoffs, there was a game in particular where I forget what game it was, but it was like the last 30 seconds took 30 minutes or something like that. It was ass. It was a son's game. Did you say it was ass? It was, it was, <laughs> it was ass. Total ass. No, it was a son's game. And I remember reading, uh, Ethan Sherwood Strauss did an article because when he was writing about TV ratings, mm-hmm. he was saying there's like this double-edged sword because the TV people actually like it because people are engaged and are actually watching during that time because people are going to be watching at the end of a game. Yeah. So there's like this like upside-down world of incentives because the league is actually incentivized to have these long, drawn-out endings to games because it helps them with ratings. Huh. And it that sucks. Like obviously, it's miserable to watch. But this is probably not just a flow of the game change. It's it probably has something to do with money in some way. In some way, yeah. I would get, I would guess. I don't know. I I feel like they need to do more flow of the game uh, type changes. I agree. That's why which, I like this. Which they are sort of doing with like the offensive fouls that they're now going to be calling mm-hmm. or the defensive fouls they're not going to be calling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they need more of that because I'm, especially last year, I was starting to get like some baseball vibes from it where these games are just going on forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's, I, I don't know. I mean, I just am curious, like what goes on in Secaucus, right? Uh, yeah. Why is it not instant? I don't know. There seems to be lots of TVs and lots of people there. They have all that, and it takes them like five minutes it's to still, come back with a call. Yeah, it still takes forever. Don't you think that they could just make the call and be like, yeah, yeah, it's out on the Clippers. You know, it's Bulls ball. Like, let's go. And they can have like an earpiece, right? Does that... We yeah. have the technology. Well, you would think. I don't know. I think that's... I think it's absolute insanity. And the, like you could have like the lead referee just have a lead official just have a an earpiece in to Secaucus, right it'd be great well, how hard- those guys in Secaucus aren't doing anything and then they get alerted and then they have to watch it because it takes 45 seconds for them to walk over take the headphones put the headphones on watch get on the, the monitor screen they have turn the monitor it's like what what are we doing you don't have to do that you it's bad that. well at least they're thinking about it they're trying they're trying something. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And then there was also the uh, the news that they're, they're kind of moving forward with plans to do a some type of like in-season tournament, like an in-season cup. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, Sham Sharania tweeted yesterday. Lots of news yesterday. The NBA is discussing having an in-season tournament in future seasons with $1 million per player in prize money. Sources hmm. tell The Athletic. The concept was discussed on a competition committee call today. So they're just in discussion. So there's nothing saying that this is going to happen, but uh, you have thoughts, feelings? The only way I support this is if they're cutting regular season games, obviously. We do not need more games. <laughs> we definitely do not need more games. Yeah. So if they're willing to cut off 10 games, go back to that 72 games schedule that we had last year, mm-hmm. and add in this in-season tournament, which obviously probably won't include everyone, I wouldn't think. Maybe it will. Maybe I mean, a single elimination tournament in the middle of the season would be kind of fun. Be very fun, and you could you could have some buys mixed in there for the for the good teams. Yeah, who I I would love it. I I am uh, I'm all about having fun, and I think tournaments are fun. So and I and I also think you know the the thing that people say they like about the NBA playoffs is that you all you usually feel like the best team won. Yeah, if when everyone's healthy, you feel like the best team won because you're playing these long drawn out. Seven game series. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to upset a team over seven games. Obviously, it happens, but it doesn't happen as much as like in the NFL, for instance, where in the playoffs it's just one game and you're out. Yep. So it would be fun because you would have those Cinderella stories that you just don't usually get yeah. in the NBA in this in season tournament. And that, that would make for a very compelling TV. I mean, you could have a team like the Thunder who maybe, you know, super young team who just maybe goes on a random run. Yeah. And it would be fun for those teams at the bottom. You'd have something else to like re-engage yourself, and it would feel important, just because like what else are we doing? You know, like <laughs> when when you're a team at the bottom and you're mostly just thinking about draft picks in the middle of the season. By that yeah. point, it would it would have it would it would be fun for us as well. Yeah, people at the bottom. It, it could be. It may not be though, because like what if they're like matched up against the Nets? in the first round oh we got them we got it andrew we'll talk ourselves into it that's a dream scenario they're not they're they're not going to be concerned with this uh commissioner's cup or whatever they call it maybe so but you said their b team you could see a fun like like luca gets hot for like two weeks yeah and like goes and wins this commissioner's cup or whatever they're gonna call it like that would be like that would be really cool that would be really fun or if like somehow the knicks won it you know, yeah, and, and then people, they hang a banner. They hang a banner. Everyone goes nuts. They have a parade. You know, and it, it will seem cool. it'll seem weird the first season, but I, I think you know once you're a decade in, that will have some like like people will care about it at yeah. some point. Well, just like the play-in, like the play-in was really fun. Yeah, like why? I just don't. I don't understand like the real downside here. I guess the downside is that players don't care about it. Yeah, I mean, they don't care about it, but they should care more than the regular season games. I'm just like so sick of these long. I I I was looking at the schedule and just it's we're increasing by ten games this year compared Mm -hmm. to last year. Mm -hmm. We had like two seasons in a row where it was shortened. We had like seventy two and then seventy. 
Yeah. It's very nice. And now we're going back to 82. I mean, imagine last season, 10 more games like that <laughs> that you have to sit through. Like, I was done with like yeah. 10 games to go last year. And imagine having 20 more games at that point. Yeah. Oh, I know. I just I know. want less games. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the good thing about this current Thunder team is that there's more interesting players on the team than there were last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You're not buying that one. I would say, I, I mean, like Giddy, yes. Beyond that, uh, it's like, okay, yeah. Trey, man, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely we'll see. Well, I don't know. I mean, like Trey Mann could be playing a lot by the end of the season. He could be. He probably will be. And we have to see what he is. You know, it's yeah. it's. I mean, honestly, watching Trey will probably be more fun than having to watch Teo for like that time because Teo's like running the show, and it is. He's not a flashy player. He's not a guy that's going to like bring attention to anything. Like he's just kind of is. Like he's like he's just a basketball guy, and it was. It was a tough watch because there's like no flash to it, you know. There's not, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not like all the way revved up for the season yet. I still, I still have a few weeks to get my mind uh, right. I mean, kind of like media days a, a week from Monday. Really? Yeah. A week from Monday. Wow. Is yeah. that going to be in person? It uh, as of. As of today, I believe it will. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I don't, I, I know that like pretty much everything will be limited this season. Like as far as like attendance, like people being able to be there in person, like there won't be, there's not going to be a lot of people like usually media days, like a zoo, you know, there's tons of people, people that aren't like credential for the season come like it's it's really fun like it's been a really fun day i i don't i don't know if it's gonna be like this but i expect that they're not gonna just allow everybody to come like they have i mean a few years ago like there were just like random it felt like almost like just random people were there there's like some lady in the back asking stephen adams questions i don't know if you remember that but i was like who are you like where'd you, how'd you get in here you know well, <laughs> kind of thing one year they let l man in they let the L man in, you know, and I, you know, I don't, I, I just expect it to be different with all, I expect there to be COVID regulations, but I do think that it will be in person, probably like all masked up, like six feet away at least type of stuff. But, you know, I can say that we're going to have some, we should, as long as things don't get like much worse and the NBA changes everything, like we should have some pretty awesome content coming from that day for you guys so when you're hiring for your small business you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free when it's time for me to find a job i went right to linkedin jobs they helped me find the right employer and it was man very very easy process LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, 
you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, uh, as long as we're just kind of uh, shooting the breeze. <laughs> we're, we're shooting the breeze because I've, I've got a meeting that's starting in just like a few minutes. So like this is going to be a short... Short September fifteenth Wednesday pod, but I was yeah. going to ask you. Uh, I had the idea if we could rank the top five stats that we'll be following from day one, mm. like like the most interesting stats. So, for instance, mm-hmm. Lou Dort's finishing at the rim. That is That's something that, like, from day one, I'm going to be interested in. I'm going to be tracking that all season. Yeah. For instance, Darius Baisley's three point percentage. Something that from day one, I am going to be interested in tracking. So I was wondering if there are any more like that that you are that you are kind of like honed in on. Hmm, stats specifically. Let's see. Kind of like uh, make or break stats. Yeah, I'm just interested. I'm also like those are definitely ones I'll be watching. I'll also I'm just interested to see what Kenrich Williams is. Like statistics. Kenrich? Yeah. He shot the ball so well last year. Oh, you're, you're wondering if it's a fluke or not. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, is that what he is now? Because he went from 25% from three to 44% from three. Mm. Like, okay, like, oh, what are you? Because he didn't, sh- he shot 97 threes in the 1920 season. He shot 117 in last season. Yeah. So it's not like, and, and he shot 156, the most threes of his career, his rookie season, and only made 33%. So, like, what are you, Kenrich? Mm, mm. Like that's that's a question I have because I do think that he could be a trade candidate. Um, also, Teo just did not shoot the ball well at all, and I think some of that could have to do. Um, some of that could have to do with the load that he had to carry last year, right? And he's not really like a pull-up guy, so could he be better with you know better ball handlers and guys around him? Like maybe. And this so, this kind of goes along with that, but I'm really interested to see his assist totals per game mm-hmm. because there's so many more ball handlers now, especially when you bring in someone like Josh Giddy. SGA is coming back going to be healthy. We want to see more of Point Poku. Yeah, like does how how quick do we see that shift in Teo's game, or are they still going to be relying on him to kind of be that table setter? Mm-hmm. Um, because if they're not, then yeah, like you mentioned he's basically going to become an off-ball shooter mm-hmm. on the offensive side, and he obviously needs to get better mm-hmm. at that. So that would be something to watch. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, 
Shea's efficiency as well. Like he was like wildly efficient last season. Does that continue? Is that just like who he is, or does that take a dip? You know, fifty-seven percent effective field goal percentage, pretty good, and a, a big jump from his second year. So, I mean, all that stuff is really interesting. And then, really, like what I'm most interested in is just probably rotations, like who starts, who's coming off the bench, like who doesn't play at all. I think those are all pretty interesting. Situations. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to know how many guys are going to play more than 30 minutes per game. Like when it, when everyone's healthy. Cuz last year yeah. it was just Shea, Baisley and then Dort was right there at 29.7. Yeah. yeah. Who would I, you I, who would you put on that list now if you were to guess? Well, I'd imagine that all three of those guys are probably going to be at 30 minutes um so. or right around there, Shea, yeah. Baisley and Dort. Mm-hmm. Uh Basley more because like who you know who else is playing at that position? I, I just feel like he has a very clear path this year. Um, it dep- I mean, it just depends on what you think about Poku. Yeah, if, if you think he can play that spot. Yeah, so I think there's probably room for maybe one more guy, and it would probably be Poku. But I could I could see both Poku and Giddy being in like the high twenties, mid to high twenties. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think. Any other, like, uh, Ty Jerome, is he a candidate for that at all to you? To play that much? Uh-huh. Man, I just don't know with how many guards they have. Yeah. When everyone's healthy. I could see him being, one of Teo or Ty Jerome is going to be under 20 minutes a game, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's Ty. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued because there's going to be somebody that, the fan base loves that's not going to play a whole lot, you know. Yeah, and Josh Hall is gone. So Josh Hall is gone, but maybe Paul Watson, but we don't know. Maybe I haven't heard anything about that. But honestly, if you're really clinging for something, <laughs> some news like that, like maybe take a break before the season starts. <laughs> it's kind of my standpoint because it's uh, just not not going to matter. The last piece of news we were going to talk about is that the Blue are going to be pay- playing at the Paycom Center. They are. So they lost their their home at the Cox Pavilion. Do we call it the Pavilion? I don't know. Uh, so now they're going to play at the Paycom Center, which is kind of cool. Like, that's kind of cool. At least for those guys, it's pretty cool that you're playing in the big arena. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and being able to be close to the team. I mean, I remember back in those, like, 2009, 2010 days, you know, they'd send a guy down to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, not with the team. Yep. He's just kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Just see you later. And now, mm-hmm. at least, they can still train with the Thunder. I mean, they can yeah. still do all those things. And you would imagine that there will be a lot of guys that they are kind of rotating through. Because, like, oh, we, yeah. like, like we've talked about, once you get past, like, the eighth spot, like, if, if you really want to get your prime guys' minutes, there are going to be a lot of guys who are not playing this year. And so, ho- hopefully... I don't know. They, they've done it differently in the past. Sometimes they've preferred keeping those guys with the Thunder so they could work out with them and everything and attend NBA games. Sometimes they've preferred sending them down to the blue. I wonder if they'll be more willing this year just because I don't see a ton of minutes for a lot of these guys. I think I think the answer is absolutely yes. There's going to be a lot of these guys that are sent down. And there's 15 games that will be blue Thunder doubleheaders. Ooh. So Wait. Like... 
back to back on the same day. So in the afternoon, I guess they'd play the blue game. Yeah. Wow, a day of basketball. A whole day. How many <laughs> of you, probably you, bad basketball? You're gonna fly in to watch <laughs> to watch a, a double to catch a double header? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Unle- uh, unless that <clears throat> Monday night game. By the way, I am coming home. I tweeted about it, but I'm coming back yeah. for the uh, yes. Down to Dunk live pod. I need to see if maybe there's a double header that night. We could all go. We need to go. I don't think we need to do that. We could all go. <laughs> It'd be so fun. No, actually, I probably wouldn't. Okay, so I'm going to go. Th- the last thing before we go, I'm going to go through the roster. You tell me yes or no that they will play at least five minutes for the blue. Five minutes? Okay. Five minutes. JRE. <sighs> I bet he does not play for the blue. Ooh, big JRE guy over here. Wow. Mm, less about that. It's more just like who else is playing those big man minutes. I mean, okay. if you're going to develop one person, we really have JRE. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's a Moses Brown. There's not a Tony Bradley to get any center minutes. So Yeah. I think you got to keep and and it's nice for him to be up at the team and assuming talking to Derek Favors maybe Derek Favors is nice. <laughs> we know Mike Muscala can confirm can confirm both. Mike Derek Muscala Favors is nice. Favors. Favors nice. Wow, nice guy. Scoop. Yeah. yeah, big scoop. Yeah, so I think uh, they'll keep him up. Uh, Poku. No, get out of here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Teo. Mm-mm. Not, not a even chance. five minutes. Oh wow! Not, not even a chance. a chance. Ty Jerome. No. Uh, Isaiah Roby. Mm, no. <gasps> really? Wow! You love this, these this guys. Is, this no. is your team. You want to take these guys into the future? No. The, that is this choosing saying that they're not going to the G League is not a comment on their talent. I just like can't imagine the Thunder. Like why even? I don't know. Why bother? I but guess. so so I think. Why bother with like Roby? Is like Roby might be one of the odd men out. Yeah, he could be. Where it's just like, hey, why don't you just go? Why don't you play with the blue so you can get some minutes? Right. Get some touches. Uh, Trey Man. Yeah, I do think Trey Man will will spend some time with the blue. Um, Josh Giddy. <laughs> no. No. Get out of here. I could actually see like almost all the guys I named playing for the blue at least. But. That doesn't really fit their M.O. of the last few seasons. Like, the guys who typically have gone to the Blue have just been the two-way guys. I mean, yeah, but, I remember, like, back the last, in the... But the last season that we had a normal season, they didn't have guys like this. But, yeah, I mean, I guess they did send McGarry to the Blue, right? Didn't he play some Yeah, they games? sent McGarry to the Blue. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I know Houston <laughs> obviously played a ton of time with the Blue. I mean, Poku, I mean, the thing about it is, like, you had the G League bubble last year where Poku and Ty Jerome were there and played. Yeah. Um, but they needed guys to stay, and they felt comfortable with keeping Teo here. But like, what if there's a, what if there's like, a stretch where they're like, man, we really just want to see what Trey Mann can do, and like, Teo, you're not going to play as much. Like, do you want to go play for the Blue? Like, just to like, have something just to, to do. play, just to play. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right. or like. I mean, I could see a world where like Trey Mann plays for the Blue on the doubleheader, and then comes in and like plays garbage time for the Thunder. You know? Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Being in the same arena makes it so much more flexible because you could have a guy just play, and then he could still immediately come back. Because 
Remember back in the day, you would look at Basketball Reference and it, for a player, and it would just say like "sent to the blue," recalled from the blue, sent from the yes. blue. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. And it was like every single day. Now they can do that to an extreme degree because they're in the same building. Yeah. Oh, I think, and I think they should, and I think that a lot of these guys, if they're not going to get minutes, if they're not going to get at least like if they're only playing ten minutes a game, like why not? Like get them more experience playing ball. Like it's just to me, yeah. it's. As long as they don't feel like it's a demotion. And maybe it won't because, like I said, they're still like right there with the team, especially for the home games. Yeah. Now, if you're sending them on the road with the blue, that would yeah, obviously yeah, be yeah, different. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, don't <laughs> just – and I think that's how it will work, just at home. Like, okay, great. We're going to – and also, honestly, like it could be like we want to get some of these guys playing together. Like maybe it is like Trey Man, JRE, you know – a few of these guys like get called down to the blue and like you guys are going to go play tonight. What if, what if we won the G league championship? That'd be would, great. Would that excite you? I'd be so excited. <laughs> We're so pumped. Uh, short show today. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on today. So uh, thanks so much for joining us. If you joined us on the stream, I'm going to read your name right now. Michael Clampett, the tall shot. Uh, Daniel Tamasi says, what's on, boys? We have Jay here. My guy, Alex Bullerjack. We have Jacoby King is here. Um, Jacoby King says, what's good, DTD Nation? Thankful for the Wednesday pod. The only good thing about Wednesdays. Wow. That's the only good thing, Al. Uh, Grape Ape is here. Uh, Miroslav is here. Jake Hendricks. Mike McGee. James Anderson. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining the pod. If you haven't joined us live before, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can hit the little bell that will tell you when we go live. Uh, Then you can join us. It's fun. So I hope you guys have a great, great day. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday.